Good morning and welcome to the Yard Talk podcast. It is Wednesday, October 14th, and the Bills suck. Boys, how are we all doing today? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm just doing fabulous, Brendan. I'm, I'm having a good day. Good, good. I like to hear that. And Kyle, can you pitch in how you're doing? It, it'd be better if the Bills didn't suck and lose this money. But yeah, it's all right. Uh, for, for those of you listening, I usually don't host, but Joe is studying for his CFA exam, and I took over for host tonight. Luckily for us, we get to cover the Bills horribly losing to the Titans tonight, and we don't get Joe to pitch in on that. So it's just going to be a roast tonight. And I'm feeling good, too. Um, I made uh, – last episode I apologized about – Le'Veon Bell and me using misguided information and I just want to take it back because I'm not sorry because he got released (laughs) today and I'm basically like an Adam Schefter Jr. So suck it to all of you. I basically just I I can read minds. I know things. I know more than Adam Gates. I predicted the future. They don't need him. A week in advance too. It's not like a two days like the last one. You you have predicted things happening. No big deal. Twice. I'm like like the watch. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. I'm just out here predicting shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just get into it. We got Monday Night Football. Coop, take us away. All right, so Monday Night Football, we had the Saints and the Chargers. The Saints ended when, ended up winning this one 30-27 in OT. Justin Herbert was 20 for 34, 264 yards passing, four touchdowns. On the other end, Drew Brees, 33 for 47, 325 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, Justin Jackson ran the ball for 71 yards and Kamar ran it for 45. Mike Williams, 109 yards, two touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders on the other one took the, took the workload with 122 yards. All right. I am going to say this. I know I'm a little biased here, but Justin Herbert, part of my language is a fucking baller. I don't care what anyone says. This kid is a beast, a beast. Hey, Kyle, you know I'm going to say something close to the same thing. Could we just get your unbiased opinion? Um, he should be winning football games. A hundred percent. If his this team is... played like a team, they'd be winning football games. Like, that kick, how many kickers in the league make that kick? Like, 85% probably? I think probably about 92% make that kick. Yeah. I mean, it's not even the kick. He, he missed 70. the PAT, too. It was... That would have made the Saints have to go for two. It's – okay, yeah. so – I think this is the first game because in the last four games, he's played three Super Bowl MVPs. And he really showed out tonight. Herbert, you know, four touchdowns, um, a rating of 122. I don't know if that metric really matters to some people, but, you know, it just shows how flawless he is. That's a high one, though. It, it's a high one. I mean, he just set the record for most, uh, what is touchdowns it, touchdowns on Monday Night yeah, Football by rookie. So uh, I think this is the one game where Anthony Lynn is looking at this and. He really can't blame Herbert. I don't think he did in the past, but he has to look and be like, hey, like, this kid's giving it his all. Like, we can't play conservative. I think it's what he was doing. 100%. Second half. Second half. And he has the most predictable play calls. He was just going run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Herb went 20 for 34, and I think that is pretty good considering that he was third and long on most of them. He was converting still. Yeah. Like, they weren't giving himself any favors because they were getting stopped at the line of scrimmage a lot. And, you know, you took – Justin Jackson had a – you take away the outlier of 36 yards. I think they're averaging around two yards per carry. That really doesn't get it done. I think they should have just 
looked at it a different way. Um, Gus Bradley, the offensive corner for the Chargers, just needs to step it up, put the f- pedal to the metal, man. What, what I what I took from this week, Justin Herbert has gone Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees in his first four games in his career. Not every single one of them, he has been toe-to-toe till the damn end of the game. Lost by one score in every single one, and two of those were in OT. If, if you look at that right there, like, how do you – if you're lit – like, if you're the GM for the Chargers right now and you look at your young quarterback making his first four starts and you can't win a damn game with the performance he's putting out, you might need to rethink something about a head coach because this kid, yeah, the first game against the Chiefs, he could have not thrown that pick. He Like, he could have – they could have won all three of those games – all four of these games, really. Mm-hmm. Like, they were up, what, 20 points a half time going into – actually – they were up 14 going to half against the Bucks, but they could have been up 21. They were beating the Chiefs. This- it's it's literally it, – I'm not going to say it's not entirely him, but, you know, there's people that are going to say, oh, he missed it. Um, I think it was like third and 10, um, second to last play of the game, missed a wide-open receiver. Well, that happens when your O-line is yeah, god-awful. And it's literally – yeah, Herbert's getting hit left and right. I mean, that happens in the towards the end of the game. He's been hit so many times, the accuracy goes down, and you can't really say, oh, he missed that one throw. Like, no, he, he executed when he needed to. And looking at the first touchdown, right, the one, the first one was Keenan Allen, right? Oh, my God, dude, that made me a little bit hard, not going to lie. Dude, no homo, he I was literally a little t- wrecked. He took the snap, and there was two guys in the backfield. He literally took the snap and ran, and they scored. Like, that is pure athleticism. Like, come on. It was Mahomes-like. If that was Pat Mahomes, yes. it would be posted on every Oh, it'd be so. all over freaking social media, but no. So we'll, we'll go on to the next game, but I'm just going to say that he's clearly – He's the go. For, no, offensive rookie of the year right now. Oh, I think he's no putting question. Burrow away. I mean, he, he just looks like he belongs. He looks like he's been here for two or three years. And th- this is a little bias, but, like, it, it's been show- it's shown four weeks in a row. Like, this isn't like, oh, he's had one good – this is – Three to I don't care four. if it's biased because prove us wrong if you think that he's not playing to his caliber. Three to four. You could say three games because the Panthers game was a little iffy. Mm-hmm. Three to four good, solid football games in a row. Like, tell me Joe Burrow's had four in a row. No chance. Yeah, and I think, like, his next slate of games, I think besides the Raiders, you know, they're playing Jets, Dolphins. He should come out. The worst of the worst. 500. Yeah, Jags. Yeah. 500. Have a show, all right? Just put on a clinic for us, see what you can do. All right, let's go to Bill's Titans now. All right, so the two, the Tuesday night special doesn't happen always, but we had the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. Tennessee won this one 42-16. to 16. Josh Allen, 26-41, 263 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Ryan Tannehill, 21 for 28, 195 yards, and three touchdowns. TJ Yeldon ran it for 52. Derrick Henry ran it for 57 and two touchdowns. Diggs had 106 yards receiving. And A.J. Brown had 82 yards receiving, one touchdown. I just want to tell you this. I know in the past I've been hating on Josh Allen and the Bills, and it's coming true. I said that they won't win 10 games, and I told you guys that they're going to lose this game. Suck it, Joe. It happened. I I have a clear head here. A clear head. No Joe chirping in my ear. It's a clear head that the Buffalo Bills aren't as good as people think they are. 
And Josh Allen was not special tonight. Let me tell you that. No, not my – I said it three times tonight. Not my MVP. Uh, yeah, his rating just went through the shit up because Ryan Tannehill just put on a clinic for you. And that even says a lot because the Bills – okay, they let up 42. The secondary wasn't good. But they held Henry – like he was averaging almost a yard a carry going like what halfway into the third. And it was – I don't know, man. I mean, Malcolm Butler owns Josh Allen. Two picks for 97 yards combined. God, it's – But the, the funny thing is about that, those two picks – yeah, you could say one was tipped or whatever. There was two other scenarios where the DBs dropped picks. They dropped yeah. picks. There was one over the middle where the linebacker just missed it in his hands. Like, it was right there. He just missed it. And the other one was kind of like, oh, and it would have had to have been a one-handed catch. But, like, two picks and then those two throws Ooh, that the, should have been picks? Come on. The, the second pick was almost Kirk Cousins' like from last Sunday oh night, my God, where the defensive was back so was literally bad. in his face. He's looking straight at the receiver and the defensive back, and then still tries to throw it his way. Like he makes smarter decisions. This is what we were talking about, Josh Allen. Like you have to have that IQ of when to make the plays and you know when to throw it away, uh, execute. It just. Uh, what do you? What do you? What do you got on this? This Josh Allen topic. Well. I can tell you that I wrote Joe a very nice essay after I saw that it was like 40 something to nothing basically, because I literally did not see any production from that man tonight. Nothing. Nothing. In the beginning, he had a few good throws. I'll give him that, but let me read this poem. This should be on a Hallmark card. (laughs) The bills are fucking garbage and Joe owes me money for giving me biased advice on a quarterback who doesn't even deserve to play college ball. That was equivalent to his performance against Oregon. I hope Josh Allen wins out against a shit division and then loses to the Patriots twice and somehow misses the playoffs. The Bills have and always will be a sorry-ass franchise. Bills defense top five? How does a top five defense give up 40-some-odd points to a team who has gone one good player, huh? Because I sure as hell don't know. Gone any far? Oh, if you've gotten this far, Joe, I hope you know I'm completely kidding and will be putting my money on the real MVP this year. Oh, Kyle. I Kyle, love that was good. That was good. That that really touched my heartstrings and really tugged at them. I, and... I love I, – you know what I loved about that part, Kyle? The part where you mentioned Oregon. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Josh Allen played against Oregon, what, four years ago, five years ago? And mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember the – No, no, less than that. It was like three years ago. I don't remember the exact stat, but Oregon's defense was dog shit. And I'm not kidding you. I was a fan. They were – dog shit guess how many yards josh allen had i think like 78 right i'm pretty sure it was between 50 and 80 and you're telling me that's an nfl quarterback against a dog shit defense that's that's all i gotta say i knew from day i i'm getting a little ahead of myself because he did have four good games and lost one game here so i may be just speaking out of my mind because i'm not a big josh allen guy but from that moment on i was like this guy is no wait found it nine for 24 64 yards in a pick there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's Josh Allen, Joe's I think the, MVP. Yeah, I think the main reason we are all jacked up is because Joe just has so much confidence in them. 100%. And, you know, I hope that confidence rolls over to the next few weeks because they have a tough schedule coming up. I'm looking at Chiefs, Patriots, He's off a loss. Yeah, they're going. So it goes Chiefs, Chiefs what? Chiefs, Jets, they, they'll beat the Jets. 
But then it goes <laughs> Patriots, Seahawks, Cardinals, Chargers, I think they 49ers. Lose, I think they lose all those games except the Jets, Kyle. The ones you Oh, my God. Them. Josh Allen versus Herbert. Oh, my God. Just wait. Put me in on that one. <laughs> Just wait. And then they've got the Steelers. Oh, my gosh. He's going to cook him like he did against Wyoming. Cook him. I also like how Matt Barkley came in at the end of this game. Like, yeah, you Josh know Jones damn well. <laughs> you, you, you damn well know that he was just sitting there on the bench eating some nachos being like, are you fucking kidding me, Josh? Like, you played this bad enough to go in? God damn it. I was supposed to be the second straight. I was supposed to play. That was great. I loved seeing it. A stomping. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even. It was like straight out the gate, too. It just didn't look good. Was it a bad? It was a pick Joe on the can't first really throw, defend right? him. No, that's fine. You can't defend. But then again, against this, you cannot say anything when it is forty-two to sixteen. No, that might be one of the worst losses of the year, in my opinion. And you can't make this. Oh, like that shouldn't have been a pick, or that shouldn't have been this. Josh Allen got a touchdown, and they should change that rule because that's basically hand off my eyes. It's, I hate oh, that rule. It's, it's basically where they they stick out their arms forward and then the running back well they kind of throw it like toss it in the they air, literally right? just they put their arms out and just toss the ball two inches in the air and it's a pass it's so and the running back is in motion and he just easily sweeps out it's so God, frustrating it's absolutely stupid but you know what we have good news we have baseball great news all right so on what was this monday the braves took the dodgers in game one five to one uh Freed went six innings, four hits, nine Ks. Bueller went five innings, three hits, five walks, seven Ks. Um, you know, it's just – you love to see the Braves look hot. Dodgers came out a little bit flat. Um, dude, the Braves look good. Freeman comes out. He's looking like MVP material. And then we go over to the Tuesday night game. <sighs> Man, <laughs> seeing the Braves up 7 nothing, God, I love to see it. They ended up actually winning this one 8-7. to seven. Gave us a little bit of a scare there at the end. I was about to throw my beer at the damn TV because <laughs> I don't want to see the Dodgers win this. Um, let's see. Albies went 3-4 for four on the day with two RBIs. Freeman had three RBIs and really opened the game for them. Uh, Seeger had four RBIs, followed with a, was it, a three-run home run. Um, kind of a staff day with the pitchers. Uh, I think seven pitchers per team that went. That was because Kershaw got scratched out with back spasms. So what do you guys think about these past two games and about the series overall? Braves are up 2 nothing right now. I love it. I love every second of it. 2-0 is the best thing you could ask for. I hate the Dodgers. The, the Braves look good. Like, Dude. their starters look amazing. And they're – and the crazy thing about it is that's not even, like, who they're supposed to have right now. Like, they've got, like, yeah. four guys that are not playing. They've got Sorica who's out. Uh, Hamels is out. They uh, gave away Fulte, and Hernandez isn't even playing. So they're going with these, I guess you could say scrubs, but they're playing out of their minds. Yeah, I, I just feel like, okay, so the, when the Dodgers won against the Padres, they didn't really celebrate. And I feel like they just thought that this was their World Series to win. They're like, oh, like, we're easily the best team. The Braves knew that they'd have that mentality, and they've lost in the past, you know, uh, in the past couple of postseasons. And they said, fuck no. Like, we're not letting you roll over us. Like, they are a damn good team. 
they are electric. Ozuna, Tarnod, Albies, Swanson. Like, this is a stacked team, especially with the pitchers this year. It's not getting talked about enough, really. It's not getting talked about. It's almost like, the same with the Rays situation. Like, they were they were huge. Like, in everyone's eyes, they were huge underdogs in this, but it, it's really coming to fruition what they really are. Like, yeah. unless the it, Dodgers can pull one out of their, their arse, but who knows? I've, I have a debate question for you guys. Uh, so, head coach for football is a little bit different than baseball. I know that. Um, I don't know if it comes, like, to the same importance of how much they mean to a team. But do you guys think that Dave Roberts is in the hot seat? If, no. If, not jinxing anything, if they were to lose the series. No. No. You don't think so? He's been – a couple more years, a, more chances. All right. So, this kind of goes back – this is – I'm going to bring this up, and I know it's kind of a – weird topic but this goes in my opinion this is like equivalence of lebron people think oh lebron he's only won four but he's been there what 10 times dave roberts Mm -hmm. has been there every year like if you don't want that on your team like what are you thinking like i would much rather have someone that consistently gets there and like puts his team in that position to actually win than someone that goes there once or twice and wins, you know? Yeah. And that's, it, it's hard. It, it's yeah. almost like – I'm not going to compare them to the 0-5 Falcons, but it's almost like Dan Quinn when it comes to, like, the fourth quarter. Like, it's – like, how much is it in his control if his team can't finish when it matters? I mean, I mean a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, but, but not as much as you think, at least yeah. in my opinion. It, it's tough, too, when you run into a team like the Braves who are just peaking at the right time. Like the starter today, Anderson, this guy looked unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy threw – he threw he throws like an iron mic, like the yeah. pitching machine. It's disgusting. Like it's straight over the top, and no one could touch him. I and agree. he was just dealing. He's been dominant this whole postseason, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was – is incredible, but when you run into a team like that where they're just firing on all cylinders, like it's getting hard hot to at the right time. Yeah, I will give the Dodgers a little props. I thought they were just going to roll over, but they came back four runs in the bottom of the ninth. See, that's what, a little scare. That's what, like, that's why I'm not like writing this off as oh they got this because I know that the Dodgers can easily come back from two zero. Like this is not out of yeah. the question. Yeah, I mean, I, knock on wood, I'm not jinxing anything. I'm just stating a fact. Braves are seven and zero going into Game Three. Yeah. The good news for the Dodgers, though, is literally everyone in their lineup got a hit today, so everyone's yeah. feeling good. That's true. I may all, that may be all it takes. But on the other hand, the Astros down. All right, we'll go to that. We'll we'll go to the Monday night game. The Rays take the first one, four to two. Uh, Lance McCullers, he actually did pretty well. I mean, seven innings, four hits, one earned run, um, 11 Ks, and two home runs. Like, you can't really ask for much more. Over here on the other side, we have Morton going five innings, five hits, five Ks. Uh, when it comes to the lineup, I mean, nothing spectacular here. Um, I know Margot, is he related to Margot Robbie? God, I hope so. That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right, it's been a pretty straightforward game on the Monday night game. Then we go over to the next night and race take the next one, you know, five to two. 
Urquidy gets the loss, five innings, one earned run, four strikeouts. Yarbrough, I think, as you pronounce it, five innings pitched, two earned runs, five Ks, and two walks. Uh, over on the offensive side, I mean, no one really went spectacular. Um, Rosarina went three for four. That dude is just hot. He's in 500 in the postseason right now, and I know recently he's been even hotter. 538 on base percentage. Um, yeah, I mean – Springer's been cold. Okay, we'll go into this. But basically, I'm going to say that the Astros have been close, which kind of scares me. But the Rays are still up 3 nothing. I mean, well, the opinion, Rays shouldn't have won that, that first game. The Rays should not have won that first game. They got so lucky because Altuve made that throwing error. Oh, he's the yips. With two outs. Yep. Three he errors in three games. Yips. Yeah, he yips yeah. it over there. The guy get is safe. McCullers walks a guy. Next guy, three-run bomb. That was like their only offense of the day, besides, I think, a late home run. And they won the game because of that. So if he doesn't make that error, the Astros win that game. For those – the yips is a real thing. Let's just get that, let's get that straight. I know some people don't really know baseball. I don't know who is listening here and doesn't know baseball, but the yips is basically when you can't throw a damn baseball, like – 10 feet. It's a real thing. Look it up. I personally never had it, but I've seen and heard people that do have it. And it must be frustrating. It's like, it is a mental thing. You look at him like, Oh, look at this idiot. But it happens. There's major league baseball players. Kyle, who's the pitcher that you said tonight that had the yips? Matzik. They're saying that Matzik took some time off because he had the yips and then he came back tonight. That's a pitcher. That's like his whole job relies on that situation of, I think it, Sometimes a lot of the time it's it's pitchers because they're so used to like throwing fast and at one spot, but like when they can't like throw as fast as they can, they get mm-hmm. it, you know, kind of thing. It's yeah, but I've also throw. seen a lot of middle infielders have that problem, especially at second base, having the yips. Uh, you know, it, that that one cost them too because that would have been an easy double play that turned into first and second. I don't know if they capitalized on that, but I mean, it's uh, Altuve. What are you doing, bud? I haven't written the Astros off quite yet. But they're they're really digging their grave right now. It's not okay. Like- well, if you look at their stats right now, they were all very cold this whole season. Everyone knows that yeah. they got exposed. Altuve hit around like two thirty, two forty. But right now, Altuve is hitting three eighty five. Brantley's hitting three thirty three. Diaz is hitting four thirty. I mean, their offense looks pretty decent. I mean, Altuve is close to five hundred on base percentage. But how much is that in this series? Like they're, pro- I don't know if they're hitting well in this series. That could be just like based off their other games, kind of thing. Yeah, it could be, but because they were they were raking in the last two series, raking. Yeah, I mean they're going against like I think arguably the best pitching staff in the league right now. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, no one knows about this. I, so guys, what is the Rays and Braves' success? So at this current point, they're both their teams are you know combined five and zero, and. People wrote off pretty much every NL team because they just thought Dodgers have to win it. I know Braves were a distant second. And then no one talks about the Rays that were number one seed in the AL. And right now they're dominating. Yeah, I hope they keep – I just – one more game, that's all I want. I want the Astros out of here as soon as possible. Tomorrow will be great. But, yeah, it's – I mean, it's not looking good for the Astros. It's 3-0, like – I don't know how many times someone's come back from 3-0, but I, it's not a lot. 
I, I mean, I, I like the Rays. I know you guys do too, obviously, because we don't want the Astros. But I actually like the Rays. They haven't been in the situation since the Evan Longoria period where I think – did they even make it to the World Series or did they just make it no. to the ALCS? No, they didn't make it to the World Series. They lost think. to the Rangers. Could this be their first World Series appearance? Uh, I don't want to say yes for sure, but I think this I is. I don't know if it's the first appearance. I don't know for sure. I okay, could be but, wrong. But, but still, I love seeing them in it. They are definitely deserving, especially because they are, like, in the bottom five for their salary of how much they, you know, uh, pay their players. For well, they did, they did make it. Oh, when? I, they, they, I think they beat – I want to say they beat the Rangers, actually, to play the Phillies in 08. And then the Phillies won that year. Ooh, you're right. That was, like, the one year that the Phillies were good with, you know, uh, Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins. Chase Ellie, yeah. pitching staff was like holiday, but it was good. Also, I was going to say, it's good to see fans in the seats. Yeah, um, I sure. think uh, 11,000. Yeah. 11,000 in Texas for the NLCS. It's not a lot, but still it's good to see instead of like the fake fan noise. And um, cardboard cutouts. Yeah. They kept on flashing to Freddie Freeman's wife and oh, man, she's not ugly. I'll tell you that. <laughs> And then also the other baseball news is that Billy Bean is leaving the A's for the first time in 30 years. Uh, he's pursuing a business venture with a Red Sox owner, John Henry. So I don't know about you guys, but Moneyball is probably like one of my top three, top five favorite movies. And uh, seeing Billy Bean leave the A's organization, it's kind of sad. Yeah, for sure. Especially after Moneyball. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up baseball. Um, we got the next couple of games tomorrow and we're really hoping that the Rays just finish them off cut the head off this stupid fucking ugly idiot Astros <laughs> team I I don't even have enough curse words for them <laughs> let's get into some debate questions okay so if you were a head coach or GM what franchise would you be more attracted to between the Texans and the Falcons Texans elaborate because Deshaun Watson he's young he has a lot of potential, and if you look on the other end, you got Matt Ryan, who's old, washed up, and doesn't have that much in him. So, yeah, that's why. I think so, Sean Watson is a animal, and if you get some things around him, he could be very good, as you can see the last two years. With so you're Hawkins. more attracted to like getting a quarterback and building around him as compared to you have Matt Ryan, who's a little bit older, and then you have receivers like Gage, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley, plus you have Gurley in the backfield. So you'd rather build around instead of filling in a spot. Yes. Okay. Oh. And, and and it makes if if I'm a GM and I look at a Falcons or the Falcons and I look at the Houston Texans, the only thing that the Falcons need is a quarterback, really. But add, mm-hmm. add, and some defense. It doesn't seem like they have defense in the second half. Yeah. But if you look at the Texans team, there's a whole lot of stuff that you could do, and it would be fun to do that. And I, but then again, I feel like the Texans, I feel like they're a better division to go to right now. I feel like if you have a – like you can still salvage that because the Colts aren't that big of a leader. And then you have, what, the Jags? Who's the other team I'm missing in there? Titans. Titans, there we go. Oh, well, Titans are 4-0, and forgot about that. But still, um, I feel like they could easily just compete in that division as compared to the Falcons. Um, so, Kyle, what do you think? I think I'd rather go with the Falcons, honestly. Because 
When you look at the Texans, I feel like the Texans have had like the same team because they traded all their draft picks away for dumb picks or dumb players who have not been performing as they should be. But the Falcons, you have like one of the top offenses. I mean, if you take away Matt Ryan and replace him with just an average QB, that receiving core with Gurley should be unstoppable. I agree. The only problem is the defense and mainly like the secondary. It's because they're all hurt right now. Like, yeah. I think they were putting safeties at corner in the Green Bay game last week because so many guys were injured. So that's, that's just bad luck. And they're already 0-4 what 0-4 right now. You know what else I was just thinking about? One of the reasons I'd go with the Texans is because they have a lot of draft picks coming up. And as a GM, you could – Make no, did, didn't better. he trade a lot of them away? I thought they traded them away for players. Yeah, remember, he, he traded them all away. Like, he gave them to Miami. He gave them to, like, uh, I want to say Pittsburgh. He, Cardinals. I'm telling you, B- Bill O'Brien just left that in a dumpster No, fire. he get, got picks from – no, he traded his good players for picks. Like, he traded Hopkins for a pick. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, unless he – I wouldn't assume he'd trade Hopkins in – away and get and give them a pick for david johnson that's right that's what i thought happened so another thing i was thinking about the texans their team's at a a very low point right now and as a gm you can't really stoop lower than that so it's it's only uphill really so like if i were to go in and be like it can't be worse like i'm gonna do better than the person before because he sucked so like now like the Houston Texans are, like, jumping on board me and, like, oh, yeah, we're going to get changed because Bill O'Brien sucks. So, like, that's another reason. Yeah, it's a weird concept, too, because, like, there's some times where the interim head coaches, like uh, Romeo Cornell, for example, for the Texans, imagine, like, if he starts winning and just somehow spits off, like, five in a row. And then you're kind of forced in the position of, like, oh, God, like, do I have to keep this man? Like, if he keeps on winning. Yeah, true. Because, obviously, there's more civil head coaches, but – yeah, I, I think I definitely go with the Texans as well. Um, it's a little tempting to go to the Falcons just because they have a sweet stadium and because Arthur Blank is the owner, so you get a great discount on Home Depot items. <laughs> All right, but uh, so the next question. So we have the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek this weekend. Uh, Justin Thomas is the defending champion. It's in Vegas, and Brooks Kepka is making his return. So Brooks has actually had a lot of controversy and a lot of uh, negative opinions said about him. I think a reporter asked him earlier today if like, like, what he's planning to do in this tournament, and he said, win. People were blaming him and saying, like, oh, this cocky mofo, like, what, what is he supposed to answer? So I just want to ask, like, what your guys' opinions are on Brooks Kepka. I know he's been cocky in the past, especially been very hard on Bryson, who's obviously doing well right now, so – uh, let's hear it out. Well, the reporters want him to go like, yeah, you know, my knee's been hurt, so I'm just going to get some swings in and see how it goes. Hopefully it's okay. And then they forget who they're talking to in Brooks Kepka, the absolute legend, who says, yeah, I just show up 20 minutes before to warm up, and then I go play. Like, when you <laughs> see me on TV, that's when I play golf. <laughs> I don't think he practiced because he said that in the past that he only practices four majors. And yeah. last I checked, CJ Cup is in major. Yeah, so he's just getting his reps in. And, of course, he's going to say, well, to win. 
just like he says, why am I so big? Because I lift. <laughs> yeah. So in my opinion, classic Brooks response. Yeah. In my opinion, that reporter is an idiot for even asking that question. Like, I, I guarantee like 95% of the players in the field would say, oh, my goal is to win. Like, that's stupid, first yeah. of all. And then my opinion on Brooks right now, I know I could be like, this could be a little iffy, but I know he's very cocky. He's always been cocky. But, like, right now, he's not really winning. And he's not really getting anywhere close. So, like, if – I get if you're cocky and you're winning, but, like, if he continues to not win, I would much rather him not be as cocky because then it just, like – but, like, it is his character. So, I don't know. That's that's what I'm feeling. Like, he's not winning at all. Like, he's not even coming close in any tournaments he's playing. And, like, even the – even the majors, like he wasn't even close. So like, I get him being cocky when he's winning, but like right now, I, I just don't know. We had that one glimpse where he came in second right before the U.S. Open, and yeah. then the U.S. Open rolled around and he did awful. So I thought we we're about to yeah, see Prime Brooks. Yeah, he got hurt. Um, I don't know if it. I don't know if it's aggravated injury on his previous knee surgery, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm the same way with you, Cooper and Kyle. Like, I want that alpha mentality. I'd rather have that alpha mentality than like the Bryson. Oh, I'm gonna get big and oh, I'm gonna hit the ball 380. Like that's awesome, man. But like, I want to see a little different change to golf. You know, I feel like Brooks is the type to implement like the players using golf carts and wearing shorts and drinking on the tour. That obviously never happened. But like, this needs to change the golf. It's been such a hoity-toity, like it's just like a hoity-toity mentality that like I think golf needs to change. And it's been around for hundreds of years, and I, I don't like it. It I needs agree. to be more more of a jock thing. If that makes sense, it makes complete sense. Like this, Brooks doing this is giving more attention to golf, and that's always good. Yeah, like, I think there was the a debate hand. this last week where, where, where I think the National Golf Association was talking about uh, allowing hoodies on golf courses and people are arguing against it. I'm like, do you really think it's going to matter that much if you allow it's a hoodie so, on a so golf dumb. course? It's so Come on, dumb. man. Yeah. It's, I think it's cause golf is the only sport that like still holds like its values in that sort of sense. Like when you go to a basketball game, like every player has their hood on warming up, you know, mm-hmm. or like you go to football and they all have their sleeves cut off, like with the hood, with their hoodies, catching balls and, you know, before the game and golf's like that one where everyone's like, okay, like that's the standard. That's what you're expected to do. And everyone does it. Yeah. I agree with that too. But I think at this point too, it's like times are changing and they could still keep the traditional values yet change it. So it adheres to people that are our age, like, you know, like, like 15, 20, 25 year olds. I know 25 year olds are getting into it, you know, new jobs, uh, business opportunities, but like those people in high school, I imagine that COVID really developed this new golf era and this new generation of golfers because it was like the only thing that was open. Like, hey, go outside, go golf for four and a half hours. So I think if you make golf a little more exciting just to watch and obviously to play, then it'll definitely bring in a a much bigger crowd than it has right now. I agree. Um, One of the things I don't like about golf is that it's so stuck in its own ways that it's it's like – at this rate, it's not going to change. Like, I, me personally, I hate tucking my shirt in and playing golf. It's the most frustrating fucking thing in the world. And, like, at some places, you have to tuck in your shirt, and I think that's the dumbest shit in the world. Like, there's no difference between me untucking my shirt when it's just going to come untucked every time I swing my damn driver. Then, like, 
what's the point? Like no one sees me on the golf course besides my foursome. Like why can't I tuck it, untuck my fucking shirt? It's frustrating. Yeah. But like I untuck it anyways. Cause I don't care. And like, there's, there's no sense of fashion between tucking your shirt and untucking your shirt. In my opinion, like some of the clothes you wear, obviously you have to tuck in your shirt, but like a lot of them now you don't need to tuck in your shirt. Like this is just one of the things like they can wear shorts. Who, who gives a shit? Like who gives yeah, a shit? You're telling me when they're playing like at the Houston open, I know it's like coming up, but like, let's say the Houston open was in like August. You're telling me you want to wear pants Exactly. In August in Texas. Do you know how much swamp ass I would have? I think the bottoms like would be a different color, dude. I, it would be like the, the gators down there. Yeah. I, I just think it's, they just need to update themselves to the, like they have so like golf has so much going for them right now. Like so many people are playing golf right now that this is the perfect time to like do something different. So like, obviously people are going to start watching if you like, connect with them like they're not i don't know they're just they just need to update themselves it's really it's the whole old. debate too about like having country clubs that are affordable for those in like their 20s and maybe like early 30s i get it that you don't want to attract those hooligans but i i guarantee you there are people like us who still respect and love the hell of the game but you know we're, we're not going to trash the field we just want to make it affordable we can't pay fifty thousand to be a part of a country club yeah but like know. we're like you it's kind of like one of those things where you like got to get an application going. Like, yeah. Like I love playing golf and yes, I untuck my fucking shirt, big fucking deal, but I'm not going to step on the holes. I'm not going to not rake my bunkers. I'm not going to drive my golf cart through your green. It's, it's stupid. Like yeah. people, unless you're an absolute dick, you're not going to do that on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. It brings a totally different vibe to this. Like, you go to certain course like when we went to that pga course it was like all right boys we got to do everything you know how it's traditionally done like we you know we got to be on top of our stuff and then we go to course by home you know like you're just having a good time like not a care in the world like you got nothing to think about i feel like you play better when you're in that mode oh, yeah for sure and like and at the same time we're still respecting the golf course right yeah so like right. there's no point for these stuck up ways that they can't change. Yeah, we've just got Brennan trying to throw me out of the golf cart. <laughs> That's it. Hey Kyle, you deserved it, all right? And me hitting a ball onto the, the street. Yeah, that almost caused a pile up. That that could have been deadly, man. <laughs> all right, let's get to the next question. Um so Le'Veon Bell just got cut. Let's assume that the Jets just absolutely tainted him and just ruined his talent. Oh, not, not ruin his talent, withheld his talent and that his injury didn't really promote him. Let's say he's almost back to like his Pittsburgh Steelers form. Which team do you think would be the best fit for him right now and needs him right now in order to succeed? Um, I know a few teams that could use him, but one that stays in mind is the Houston Texans. Yeah. I What, what happened to David Johnson? He was like a top fantasy pick a he couple years hurt. ago and then – it's way too just, much and, it, yeah. and i don't i don't know but like that's one for me uh, yeah that, i would say chargers but eckler should be back here soon yeah, he's coming back in week eight or week uh, seven week do, do you know who could use them i think is the rams i think they're easily an nfc west contender especially with the niners going away and cam Akers hasn't really promised to be a good running back they could easily use Le'Veon bell 
you know, coming out of the backfield for passes too. A good dual way player. You know who could really use him? The Steelers. Yeah, dude. What, what happened to them? What's his name? Was just a one year wonder. Connor's hurt. Yeah. I, 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 to be honest, I think Connor's a one year wonder. Like I, I haven't seen. I know he's been hurt, but he had one good year, really. So Someone made. Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. When you look at Le'Veon Bell, he's like a very patient runner. Mm-hmm. So with that, I feel like you need a good offensive line. He waits for the sure. holes to open. Yeah, and who has a good offensive line, who has a terrible running back, or a running back that got hurt, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. Dude, they have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's all right. No, but, like, they're not going to – He they have a hurt, or a hurt running back that's – Marlon Mack's good. Like, he's a really yeah. good running back. But now they have Jonathan Taylor. They're not going to – Hines. They're not going to sign Le'Veon Bell to have yeah, three for, good running backs. I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't take a risk on Bell because you know he's not going to get paid a lot. Just give him, like, a mil or two for a year and then yeah. have him run on, you know, when Taylor gets tired or something. I don't know. I feel like Taylor's – I mean, I, I, do, I don't disagree with you, Kyle, but I think Taylor is fine where he's at. He's got it, lot, he's got it under control. And I think yeah. the Colts – the, the reason I'm agreeing with Kyle on this one, I don't think the Colts are in per se, but the Colts are in that hot seat. More so than the Bills, in my opinion, because they lost to the Jags, which might have been the fluke game of the year, and then they just lost to the Browns, and they're supposed to have the number one defense in the league. They also have the number one offensive line, and, like, they are they should win the AFC South. And if they want to, like, show any contention, like, you know, they have an easy schedule. They shouldn't have lost those two games. I got I got, Now that you think about it, Brandon, you just mentioned the Bills? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell to the Bills? Singletary hasn't done shit. I mean, he's still in the same state. That could work. I mean, that could help Josh Allen because he's atrocious right now coming off tonight's loss. Just, just get those checkdowns, man. That's all he needs. No, like, literally. Yeah. It's and back to like the conversation of like Bell. I think a lot of those times, like where like because Eckler came in for Melvin Gordon and had a great year. You also have uh, Bell when Bell was out. Connor came in had a great year. That might just be like the one year wonder. Eckler, well, Eckler's still doing well, but I'm just saying like whenever you have a running back come in for an injured star running back, you know you never know what's going to happen. They could show True. out. It's so. also a change. Then yeah, I don't know. Who knows. He could. I don't know where he could end up. To be honest, I, like I, those, like two, two or three that we just said are like one of the only ones I'd say. Yeah. Maybe the Bengals. Oh, I mean they got Mixon. They I don't got know Mixon. If he's, that's true. But yeah, he'd be a waste there, anyways. He'd what be about what about the Cardinals? Dude, oh, that could work. Kenyon Drake is a fraud. <laughs> he has not been showing out. I I like the Rams though. That's a good one. I think Rams, maybe the NFC West teams and the Bills. So the, put that up there. I wouldn't say the Broncos. I wouldn't say the Raiders. He would want to go to an NFL contention team. I, I'd say. I, I know okay. other teams might need him more, but like a Super Bowl contention team. Playoffs. So let's go playoffs. Like like Bengals don't want have a chance at all. Even yeah. Giants. But I don't know. I like that. All right, we'll just wrap it up there. We'll see you guys after Thursday night. But never mind. We don't have Thursday night football. We got the little Monday night, Tuesday night little action here, but we got robbed of, was it Bill's Chiefs? Yeah, it was. Fuck, I have to go five days without football? I mean, what am I supposed to do? 
That's a hit. Tough. I'll watch baseball. I mean, it's still, it's still great. We hey, that could be here. over very soon. I'm hoping by the next time you hear from us that the Rays take this one. And I don't want to go – I don't want 4-1. to I want 4-0. All right? They could, I don't they, want any of this nonsense. The Braves could also take it by the next podcast. Oh, God, Cooper. Tell it to me straight. Please. I'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you on Friday, October 16th, talking playoff baseball, a little Rays, Braves, uh, you know, a little World Series action going there. We'll do the pick em. a little bit of golf going on too. I'm excited that it's my first time hosting. So we'll see you boys later, and thanks for listening. Later, boys. Later. Josh Allen is not an MVP candidate.